I mean, Love it's true. Talk Radio. It's, uh, it's pretty good. So. Obama for you. Okay, we're here for a special uh, Saturday episode of the AJ Burnoff Show. Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the number if you want to be on the program. Feel free to call. Okay. Anyway, uh, lot to talk about tonight. Um, what we're going to do right now. Um, for the time being, we're going to have some weekend shows also. The weekend shows will be on uh, Saturday and Sunday, 8 to 10 uh, p.m. Eastern. So they should be uh, easier to catch if uh, the other shows are too late for you. We're going two hours earlier this time. So hope you tune in and listen in to the program. Okay? Uh, let's dive <clears throat> right down into things today. Talk about a little uh, real life, little e-republic as usual. Um, I want to start off though by, uh, of course, talking about Baraku Obama. Should we talk right about him? Actually, no. No. We'll put off the Obama bashing for a moment. Um, why don't we look ahead to 2012 real quick? I wanted to talk about this today. So. Um, I, was, I was looking at a uh, straw poll result earlier for uh, the uh, this Values Voters Conference, which uh, I went to once two years ago. And obviously, you have a certain type of voter there. But I thought um, the results were certainly interesting. Um, well, firstly, the top-ranked person was Mike Kukovich. You know, I don't really expect Mike Kukovich to, to be the nominee anyway. Um, but the second, third, fourth, and fifth place were all separated by, like, one vote between all of them. 
And at fifth place, you know, once again, only a few votes out from being uh, in second. And, and, and there's only so much you could take from it, too, because there were about 600 votes that were cast total. But uh, Mike Pence was up there, too. And I, you know, I know it's unusual for a congressman to be to go straight from the House to the uh, presidency, but that's a guy who I think is extremely Reagan-esque. You know, if you're looking for a new Reagan, Mike Pence definitely has a package. I mean, have you ever seen this guy speak or talk to him in person? He is just beyond uh, unbelievable. Really, a very, a very uh, inspiration figure, and who makes a lot of good points. Um, really funny guy too. I mean, you know, not not too many with that sort of that sort of touch. And I think he definitely has it. I mean, I still prefer. Uh, I mean, we're, we're looking a few years out here, obviously. So there's only so much you could say uh, now. And I don't know if he's if he'll. I hope I would hope he does. That's why anyone who I think would make a good president, I make sure to, to tell them that I want to serve in their administrations. <laughs> um, you know, I prefer Santorum personally. But um, I would definitely think Pence would be a good candidate also. You know, we, what we need, we need a solid conservative candidate. We cannot have anyone wishy-washy. We cannot have anybody who uh, compromises, as some do. Um, so we can't go with somebody like a McCain, like last time, and expect to do well. You got to pick somebody. I said this many times over. Well-rounded, solid conservative. Okay, let's take a phone call. Top secret phone number. Hello, you're on the show. What's up? Hello, uh, I'd like to order a pepperoni pizza, hold the liberals off. Uh, I would like some pure conservative. <laughs> uh, they do this every night. You know, it, It's funny because a lot of our phone calls are from the left. And a good portion of those are not even remotely intelligent. It's It's shocking. There's their their utter stupidity and complete ignorance, to be honest. It is shockingly scary that there's people like this. Uh, yeah, but okay. Anyway, he, if there was a on the topic of pizza, actually, if there was a liberal pizza, it would have like tons of anchovies on it and other disgusting things that weird people like on their pizza. And who, who but a stupid liberal would put stuff like that on their pizza? You know, you ever go to these places and then you get certain toppings and it's like, okay, who puts that on a pizza? I wouldn't eat anchovies in anything, much less, uh, I don't know, disgusting, but but, uh, (laughs) some people like it apparently. Okay, 501, you're on the show, what's up? Hello? Okay. I think that was uh, my buddy Daniel, but he hung up. Ooh, my feelings are hurt, Daniel. Okay. All right, let's get another call. 
Hey, Logan, we're letting you on the show here. Now, I want to know what your, your thing is. Um, so you're upset that, that Matos 5 lost, and you have a big vendetta against me, even to the point where you basically wrote a libelous comment accusing the new conservative party president of being uh, A.J. I never I never said that Regan was um, was one of your Maltese. I said the that, vice yeah, the vice president, which you admitted to being a Maltese just minutes uh, ago. Whoa, whoa, now, Do you have evidence of this? No, I don't. Well, if I had said this, I would think that... But I do have a witness. So much evidence, but no. See, this is just I another example. <laughs> this is just another example. You have these impressionable, liberal young children who will repeat things that they're told and believe it is truth. That's a big problem in this game, too. There is so much groupthink, and it affects these sheeple so much. It's just like in real life. I cannot slam these comparisons home enough. You have easily manipulated sheeple in real life, and you have them in evil life, too. You know? And you know, another big problem is, too, a lot of younger people now say they're conservatives, but they're really not. Because the whole... I, I don't want to say Reagan conservatism is dead, because it's not dead. It's still alive in a lot of people. But it's dead in the sense that young people, by and large, don't feel the fire of it anymore. You know? It's like, oh, we have to be moderate. We have to be wishy-washy. We have to compromise in our beliefs because that's the only way we can win and not, not alienate the liberals and we got to make all nice of them. Okay, why does anyone care of what the liberals think? You're never going to bring them over to your side. So what's the point? That's why there's the 20% of the country which fits that diehard liberal mode. These people, with two exceptions, are not going anywhere. They are solidly left-wing, and that 20% manipulates the um, 40% in the middle to get enough of them to help them with their agenda. That's what they do. It's a small minority that has to manipulate a large chunk of the populace to assist them in conquering their agenda. Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the number. Um, I saw a comment in the show chat room about what do I think about libertarianism. Libertarianism, certain uh, aspects of it makes sense, but libertarianism as an actual uh, ideal set of beliefs doesn't work. You can't simply have zero restriction on anything. That's a step above anarchy. Because libertarians want a tremendously weak government. A weak government to the point where we can't even defend our ideals in our country. Now, while you need a limited government, it cannot be so small to the point where we can't hold ourselves up as a nation. Um... And that's really the problem with it. You know, and I, I find it bizarre why, uh, why people are, some people are so crazy about Glenn Beck. Um, he self-identifies as a, 
a libertarian with my conservative leanings. He's not really a conservative. People are crazy over him for some reason. And the guy kind of annoys me. I mean, did this get any, anyone else's skin? He even applied for a special permit uh, to build a wall around his house because he thought people were watching him and stuff too much. Like, really? A wall around your house? I mean, <laughs> you know, that, that's rather strange. So I, I don't think that's a very very friendly guy either. Not really someone to idolize. Um, okay, back to the phones. Secret number, what's up? Are you sitting about pizza all the way? And wrong secret number. Another secret number, what's going on? You're on, what's up? Hello? Yes, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Okay, so... Uh, I would just like to talk about, I think, our borders. We need to close our borders down, get rid of all the illegals. I agree with that, um, I, especially, especially yeah. after – especially after – uh, oh, go, go ahead. I was more open to, more understanding to this before the last election, but the fact that we put, we put up a amnesty candidate – and what happened? Uh, a large amount of Hispanics deserted Republicans and voted two to one for Obama. Uh, clearly, yeah. the racial. I mean, you know, and and it made no sense because we had a pro-amnesty candidate. So what what was up with that? You know, you're supposed to have conservative social values, yet you voted for the candidate who didn't have any of those values. Um, yeah. Well, I what think, I would. No. Oh, I was just going to say I think it's completely stupid that on every election they never bring up the whole immigration problem. Because, I mean, what, what's uh, one statistic that in, like, 2040-something that I think uh, white people are supposed to be or minority or something, you know? Because oh, they're, yeah, I mean, they're all coming from down south. I mean, we might as well annex Mexico in 10 years. Yeah. There's different – we should have annexed Mexico during the, uh, during the uh, Mexican-American War, but that's another story. Um, yeah. Well, the, the – um, yeah, I've heard those projections too. 2050, 2042. Uh, not necessarily Hispanics becoming the majority, and that's where whites won't be a majority. But eventually, that will happen. I mean, it's really a sad, sad story because right now in the country, you have um, I think it's about Hispanics have three children on average. Whites have two children. Blacks are a little more, 2.2. But three and two—that's a huge gap. So Hispanics are having 50% more children. And if you look at the actual breakdowns. Um, it was something, I think it was uh, last year, only 54% of children born were white. And the country 75% white. So obviously that doesn't match up. Meanwhile, about 12.5% 12, 12 are Hispanic, and 25% of children born were Hispanic. So the numbers are just all over the place. And, you know, it, it, and they, the problem is now, now you have these huge waves of a lot of legal immigrants, and even some legal ones, coming over here, and they're not being accurate acclimated into society the way others were, the way other uh, nationalities were, and wanting to become part of the society. They come here, they want us to they want us to learn their language. They want to turn they want to act like, you know, this is a, a, a an ex Spanish colony too. No. This was colonized by England. Therefore we speak English, not Spanish. You want to speak Spanish, go back to your own country. Yeah, no kidding. I gotta agree with that one hundred percent, you know? 
Uh, I mean, it's just going to get to the point where we should just put a big wall up and have minefields out in the front and, like, gun towers up there because it's, it's just getting kind of ridiculous. They come in and take everything that we have, and then the the liberals are just gunning for some rank. Yeah, I mean, I liked Mitt Romney's proposal. Um, I would have liked to see that go up. Uh, what he wanted to do was have it so, you know, you get all these illegal immigrants, find out who they are, um, you give them a certain amount of time to put their affairs in order, then they have to leave and go through, you know, the normal channels, which is a fair yeah. and humane way to do it. I mean, the Democrats don't care about this. They want these uh, 12 million or so to become citizens because their vast majority is going to become Democrats, and that will permanently upset the, the balance, the fiscal balance of the country. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I I I proposed this in the in the past, you know. Um, give them to the summer, let them stay till the summer. Then when all the schools are out, uh, you got all the school buses, load them up, ship them across the border. Problem solved. I don't know. School buses might be too luxurious. I'm going to take a charge for, like, for shopping carts. <laughs> I'm not kidding, you know. I mean, if that's what it's going to take, then... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll tell you. First thing, we got to finish this wall across the border. That'll help a lot. Um, yeah. And- you know, and they're they're focusing. I mean, all these new restrictions, the travel to Canada and stuff. No, there's not Canadians coming across the border there. That's not the problem. Or people are like, well, if you build a border a wall across the border to Mexico, you have to do it to Canada too. Well, no, you don't. That that's not the problem. And then they say, oh well, terrorists. Well, terrorists are coming here legally, not illegally. So that's another issue. I mean, you know, this illegal immigration problem has to be solved because yeah, it's not I- good. For I was sorry for interrupting. I was just going to say, you know, that I think nothing's ever going to be done because our presidency in terms is only four years, and that's a small amount of time for some big project like this, and everybody's worrying about looking good, you know? And personally, yeah. I think this next election coming around, it's either this next election or the one afterwards, I think it's going to stop, that people are going to start worrying about looking bad or good, and they're just going to worry about winning the war. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is an important issue, and we we can't we can't lose focus on it. Um, be distracted by other things. The problem is people can only focus on a few things at once, and they have very short attention spans. I mean, this was a huge issue uh, you know, a year or two ago, and now it's it's kind of taken the back burner. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. Uh, but hey, thanks uh, thanks for the call. Uh, that's Definitely Welcome. important to discuss. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, why don't we go up to Michigan, uh, 248. What's up? I think you're a butt, AJ. Thank you. I think you like men's butts. All right, secret caller, what's going on? I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. Oh, horrible. I'm assuming that's... Uh, Chris DFO over there because I'm good like that. Ah, uh, wow, that was really bad. I mean, that singing was just really, really bad. Ah, uh, horrible. Okay. Anyway, um, why don't we get back get back to this? Uh, I love this guy goes back in the queue. Okay, I'm not going to put you back on the air after you just killed my eardrum. And I apologize to the listeners out there too because wow. That singing was brutal. Oh, my God, that was bad. Oof. Okay. 
<clears throat> anyway, back to this illegal immigration thing. I'm glad that that caller brought it up. All right. I want to hear some different views on this. If you want to let me know, 347-308-8073 is the number. Now, people ask me, you know, you agree with Bush and everything. Um, well, I think President Bush was right 95% of the time on the vast majority of different issues. Uh, this is one of the big ones where I had a fundamental disagreement. You know, he seems to think that he seemed to think that the problem was um, that he saw this from a, a Christian perspective, where it was more of a you know an issue of uh, compassion uh, to give them like a guest worker program and not to deport them and and all that. Um, and, uh, but we're, I think we're really just watering down the, the issue. Um, or, or you know, you can't say illegal aliens or illegal immigrants. You have to say undocumented workers or uh, other PC terms like that. Like, no, they are not undocumented workers or uh, whatever stupid terms you want to call them. These are illegal immigrants. They are not here legally. They thought they were more important than the people who went through the process. And, you know, if, if, they, if they came here to seek a better life or whatever, um, then why do, why do you want to turn our country into your country? This is the United States of America. In the United States of America, we speak English, not Spanish. In the United States of America, we take pride in our country. We don't try to turn it in to the country that we came from. That's why you have a consortium of different nationalities who all came here and melted into the melting pot. But now it's no longer a melting pot. It's a tossed salad. We're just throwing in random things, and they don't mix. And if they're not mixing, then what's the point? A country that is not united with a common culture that holds them all together. That's not to say you can't contribute things to the culture, but the point is it has to be melded together. You can't have conflicting cultures in a society. Yeah? And a lot of people say, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people say that, oh, well, or they'll say, well, you know, don't you like this? Because, uh, well, they, they're all they're mostly Christians who are, who are uh, coming here. Well, if they, they're mostly Christians, then why do they help to drive up the uh, the uh, illegitimate birth rate? For instance, amongst blacks, it's 75%. Uh, whites, it's 25%. And Hispanics, it's 50%. So I think the figure was like uh, 40% overall or something, um, or thereabouts. So if half of all Hispanics are having children out of wedlock, how is that religious? Is that, is that what the Catholic Church tells them to do? I don't think so. So clearly they're not religious, or they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be doing that. Maybe some are, but a lot aren't, apparently. Um, okay, let's go to the phones. We have uh, Ark Andy on the phone here. What's going on? Hey, AJ. You may know me as your uh, favorite 262 number, as usual. I just happen yeah. to be in a different location. And I apologize for any echo that happens for my uh, oh. for my speakers here. Um, no problem. I had a question. What do you think? I haven't been tuning in for the last hours. So I don't know if uh, you've been talking about this. What do you think about Obama's missile plan? And I know you're not going to agree with his decision, but regardless of he made the decision or not, do you think that it's uh, beneficial in any way changing it from the original plan or not? 
all right, I'll be happy to address it. I'm going to clear something up here. I didn't just bash the Catholic Church. I bashed people who claim to be Catholics but whose actions don't reflect the views of the church. As in these people are not good Christians, so people shouldn't say they are and justify that as a reason that they should be here. So I, I, I want to clarify that real quick. Okay, that's, that's your question. Um, okay, what they're trying to do is sugarcoat it. Basically what he did was sell out to the Russians. There was no reason to change the plan. It was well thought out. The plan was all formulated. We had the Polish all ready to go. We had the Czechs all ready to go. And there was no reason. There was no reason whatsoever to say, oh, well, we're going to have a, an initial battery of Patriot missiles that will be land-based, but we're mostly going to have a, a space we'll stuff into 2015. No, uh, the threat from Iran and, and na nation or threats in that region is not years from today. It's now. It's now. He was too afraid of pissing off the Russians, and now we have our allies who are afraid of former Soviet overlords who are wondering, you know, well, are they our friends? We had we had former um, former Polish president. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name right now. What? Okay, sorry, I can't pronounce his name right now. Anyway, so the leader of that solidarity, who was the first Polish uh, president, um, and he was saying. I, I don't remember the exact uh, wait, wait, so that's, that's the name, sorry. I don't remember the exact quote, but basically he was saying, well, you know, uh, Obama's showing that he's not really our friends. You know, he's siding with them and wanted this, these missiles here for our defense also, and he's not doing it. So how can anyone justify that? Clearly this is nothing more than appeasing the Russians, appeasing the Iranians, and basically selling out some of our strongest allies, which are in Eastern Europe. I don't know if you could classify it as a, uh, selling out to the Iranians. I mean, this, I don't even know if you could classify it as a selling out. I mean, you basically have one of the countries that has best knowledge of missiles, regardless of how they do it, knowing that we were um, involved with the Cold War. We need to get rid of the, the post-Cold War mentality and just set aside the fact that now they're a country that knows a lot about missiles and basically it would be a very valuable asset to have in this situation or when Iran goes nuclear in addition to North Korea because if you don't have them, not that they'll join them or if they won't join them, it can't hurt to have Russian intelligence on missiles and expertise on this as well. It's it's really not a bad idea. I do agree <laughs> in the fact that, <clears throat> that it's not good to, uh, to abandon your old allies. And I think we could have done that a little better seeing as we could possibly set together a plan that would employ both and maybe get the pressure off of Russia while keeping yeah. the safety of our allies at hand. But I think that having Russia in this situation would be extremely good, seeing as their plans to become nuclear are definitely out there, and they're a very real threat. Yeah. Well, the Russians don't have a great track record of being our friends. That's, that's a problem. Um, <clears throat> you know, we can't... I'm reminded of when... Uh, was making a speech, and uh, I think it was General Bradley, who he was his under uh, underling. Told him, Don't forget the Russians, George. Don't forget the Russians. And of course, he didn't mention the Russians because the Russians have been causing trouble for a long time. They're not reliable. They're not really friends. It's a right now it's a semi-authoritarian state, pretty much. I mean, they are bred in a militaristic fashion, and I think we can trust them. You know, basically this was a choice between uh, making our allies in Poland and the Czech Republic 
Murphy or uh, making nice with the Russians. So you think that it was better to go out to an unreliable country who hasn't helped us much in the past instead of our allies who have a lot to assist us uh, in our various with abandoning, yeah, I don't think we necessarily abandon them. We did switch to a plan that does put their safety in danger, and that's what I do agree. I, uh, I'm sorry, I do disagree with that. I don't think was a very good idea. But you can't always just say that no matter what, because it's Russia, we can't depend on them. They helped us fight in two of the world wars, and we basically, besides the Cold War, we haven't had too much. We've had conflicts with them, but they're not exactly unreliable, depending on what side they're on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you're saying the Russians are not reliable, or they? That they they can be reliable. It's just the fact oh, that I, you don't wanna, okay. you don't want so to have to be able to get on their wrong side is because giving them. I mean, I agree that it wasn't a good idea to get rid of the stations guarding our allies. I completely disagree that that was a good idea. It was a very foolish idea. I think he was an idiot for doing that, but. I think that getting Russians on our side um, will be extremely helpful. And it just why? Why were the Russians threatened in the first place? They don't. They don't. If, if, they didn't honestly believe we were going to. We're going to target them. They are doing this as a way to show, intimidate us with with this current leadership, and that they have an upper hand against Eastern. What's to stop? What's to stop the Russians from trying to push their influence on those countries again? They they can't resist them. They rely on us for support for assistance. And the fact that we let them down and that prominent leaders in that region said, you know, Obama is selling us out. He let us down. You know, this isn't good for American uh, relations with the United States. You know, he's done a lot of damage. To say it's anything short of appeasement is, is, really, is really not fair. Well, after um, I honestly cannot pronounce the uh, the name of the new Iranian quote president, and um, I, so I'm just going to address him as the Iranian president. But he's after his statement about uh, the foundry of lies. Um, it's obviously evident that he is not, you know, he's not one to hold back from a lot of things, and anything that's going to happen from Iran. And nuclear-wise or missile-wise, depending on how, what range it is, is going to happen in the next, you know, few years, you know, and it's going to be soon. And having any kind of uh, intelligence we can have around that or expertise or even just, you know, a large country that knows, not only knows, but has lots and lots of missiles, which is definitely, Russia is one of those, um, it's a really good idea in the short term, and what we need to do is in the meantime, we can't just forget the long term. We have to continue. Yeah. Continue well. Yeah. Um, one thing. But see, I, I don't really think the Russians have good intentions here. Because, for instance, someone I just saw someone mention this in the chat. Isn't there aren't there actions in Georgia? There gross overreaction, um, and basically there were war crimes they committed a year ago. Is that not a, a recent example of the fact that the Russian uh, government is not exactly a benevolent force? And you really can't be trusted. Hello. You there? Oh, I think we lost the caller. All right, thanks for that call, though. Okay. Look, I mean, what he was saying is that basically he agreed that it was wrong to tell our allies, but 
somehow defending the Russians. The Russians have a long history of betrayal. For instance, they were supposed to withdraw from uh, Eastern Europe. What did they do? They cemented a half century of domination and oppression in that region. They have repeatedly lied. They have repeatedly went against the interests of other peoples to pursue an authoritarian, militaristic objective. Whether it was Soviet and communist in nature or now we're simply, simply authoritarian, which is what it is. Um, you know? And if, if Russians really want uh, such a strong uh, empire, maybe they'll start to do something about the fact that three-quarters of all pregnancies in Russia end in abortion. Now, if your population is going down half a percent a year, you're not going to be that strong of a power. You know, that's why, that's why in, um, I don't know how many people have read uh, uh, Mark Stein's book, America Alone, which is a phenomenal book. And he is one of the most brilliant um, thinkers of our time. So if you haven't read it, you should definitely read it. And in his book, he basically says, uh, you know, these energy fields basically all in eastern Russia and so um, the way Russia is going now, weakening itself like that, that China is going to end up with those sooner or later. And, and so, you know, Russia should realize that they have a very weak position right now. And maybe that's why they're acting the way they are, but they're not doing it the right way if they want to preserve their country, if they want to preserve uh, a strong Russian state. Okay. So back to the phone, secret phone call. You're on. What's up? Hey, AJ. Hey, what's going on? Just so you know, this is Chris DF Zero, and that wasn't me singing. I don't have that good of a voice. <laughs> you know, there's so many locked numbers, I lose track of them all. All right. What's up? Hello, what's your comment? Okay, I guess that didn't have a comment. All right, another secret call. What's up? Secret caller? Okay, secret caller is gone. Another secret caller. Hello. Hello? Yes, you're on. What's going on? Uh, you do know that uh, the missile defense plan was not directed at Russia at any time, right? No, of course not. But the Russians acted like they were somehow a threat, which is basically well, their way of intimidating us for their benefit. The, the whole plan, idea with the missile defense plan was to uh, block a possible attack from Iran. And uh, as soon as we announced plans, Russia announced their plans, and then we conflicted. And so Obama withdrawed our plans, and Russia withdrew their plans. And so now we have a major power that may consider our side on the issue of Iran and Afghanistan. Okay, now, what would exactly was the Russian plan? Huh? What exactly was the Russian plan? Uh, Russians were going to place, uh, I think, their own sort of missile defense system in some of the Eastern European countries opposite to ours. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that actually makes no sense. So what we're doing is aiming the missiles in the direction of Iran, and they're aiming in the direction of friendly nations. That that pretty much shows their intentions. And uh, also, uh, I don't only really think we have to worry about Russia, like, subjugating any of the Eastern European countries, since they already can at any time, regardless of the missile defense plan. And uh, they don't really have a strong military. The only way they can do it, really, is economically. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, um, Russia, 
Russia does have a lot more leeway in Europe than we will ever have leeway in. Since they control... Huh? Do you agree with what was done? Do I agree with Russia? Yes. Do you you agree with the actions of this administration? Oh, uh, about Obama? On this issue, yes. Uh, I didn't really care. I mean, if it if it doesn't piss off the Russians to where they cut off all oil and gas supplies to a majority of Europe and then uh, make us lose even more allies. Well, if they did that, they would be asking for it. I, I don't know the exact percentage of that Russia provides to Europe. It might not you, be that significant. Russia provides almost virtually all of the oil and gas to Eastern Europe as well as a hefty percent to France and Germany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a problem because Russia has behaved this way for, for generations. And, and so we. Well, no, well that's, not, that's not true. I mean, there was a clear, for instance, during the Cold War, it was clearly good versus evil. You had freedom and liberty versus oppression. And, um, well, I mean, you do realize that uh, we did support dictatorships or communist dictatorships, right? Whenever the United States supports a dictatorship, it's because it's the only choice we have as the lesser of two evils. Like, a, carefully... like a, in Iraq, we supported the Ba'ath Party taking over because we thought they would be opposed to Russia, and all that did was lead to uh, Saddam Hussein. No. Yeah, well, no. And then we had to support Hussein because if we didn't, Imagine Iran becoming a superpower in that region. That would have been well, worse than... The whole problem was we didn't fully support Hussein. We kind of played both sides of the field like the U.S. always does. Yeah, yeah we played them to a stalemate pretty much. Yeah. And uh, as a result from that, Saddam Hussein then became hostile to the U.S. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, though, this this underlying issue, the national security of our country, and the protection of our allies must be would, a top priority. I would, have to say our, top priority. I would have to say our national security is still going good because, I mean, there's been no terrorist attacks since September 11th. All of them have been caught, yeah. even under this administration. Well, yes, but it takes them some time to roll back uh, what has been done. You know, I mean, for instance, they're focused on going after CIA uh, interrogators now. So let's go after the people who protected American lives by interrogating these scumbag terrorists. They you know, have that interrogation didn't work. Uh, they got information from the, I forget his name, but the mastermind behind September 11th, they got information through uh, negotiation, not interrogation. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. a lot, a lot of these negotiations, uh, sorry, these interrogations happen right after September 11th, you know, and, and to judge the actions of and people also, who... I would, like to, I would like to raise a point and uh, in, in no way uh, trying to uh, assault the Bush administration, but uh, you are saying that up to this point, Obama has made our country less and less safe. Uh, around this point was when our country got attacked by Bush in his turn. Well, okay, yes. But that, that's because Bush didn't have that much time. I, w- I would like to say Bush did have the resources and did have the information behind it. He just 
didn't think that they would go through with it. Do you know how many cuts there were in our military and intelligence funding under under Clinton? You know, so if anyone, if you're going to point fingers, he left this thing wide open. Whenever a Republican is in power, we make sure our military and our intelligence agencies have beyond ample resources. Whatever they ask for, they should get. Well, and apparently then... not enough. What's that? I said apparently not enough pre-September 11th. You know, now, I mean, I love how they're spending everywhere, but 10% of the defense budget gets cut. Yeah, this is not a time to be cutting our defense. I mean, most most of the defense cuts are based around unnecessary programs to build on what we already have and don't need, like the extra fighter jets that aren't even being used. No. Well, no, those are the F-22s, which is a state-of-the-art. Yeah, they haven't even deployed those to Iraq. Well, from what I'm understanding, they are extremely valuable. And for... The U.S. needs to have dominant advanced air superiority. We cannot compromise we on that. Do. Why yeah, we need more of what we already have most, enough of? This is the most advanced aircraft, uh, the most advanced fighter aircraft. And I, I have been to the Lockheed Martin uh, facility. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love this guy writes here, uh, $500 billion a year for defense against a constant fear. You know, constant fear, how about September 11th, okay? Is that is that just uh, something that was made up, you know, for, for fear mongering, and all of all the various terrorist threats that we have, all the cowardly attacks on our troops? You know, these terrorists. I would, like, I, would, I would like to raise the point that creating more F-22s is not going to solve problems like te- September 11th. Yeah. Well, we we should not be cutting our defense spending. And I feel if the military commanders say we need them, then we need them. They have actually the, said they didn't need them in the. Secretary of Defense under Bush and now under Obama said that we didn't need them. And McCain said we didn't need them. Well, it's not only the F-22. There are other areas which um, have, have been cut, so I understand it. And, you know, we should not be, we should be increasing the military budget, not cutting it. I mean, the nation is less safe when you cut military spending. And we, we, already, we already spend... Uh, a lot more on military than a lot of other countries. Uh, and in fact, they've already said that the, uh, the United States military is already the size of, uh, is already larger than like the size of the next 13 militaries put together in defense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the call. All right. All right. Back to the phones. Secret caller, you're on the line. What's up? Hey, what's up again? Again? Oh, were you listening? Yeah, I, w- I called uh, earlier about the immigration yeah. thing. Yeah, no problem. I'll put you put you back on hold here. Um, okay, when people call in, it would help a lot if you did not block your number. That confuses uh, the queue up here. So, also, you get priority if you don't block your number. Okay. Another secret caller? Hello, what's going on? 9-11 never happened. That's hilarious. You know, people think that stuff like this is funny. You know, 9-11 never happened. 9-11 was an inside job. You know what? It is insulting and disgraceful that people would say that. To say that the government of the United States murdered its own citizens to think to go and invade for oil, whatever it is you crazy people say, with no evidence whatsoever, you throw out crazy accusations like that, 
it's, 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 it's disgusting that people say this stuff. It is absolutely disgusting. Okay, I, I, let me see. Do we have another secret caller? You're on the AJ Bruno show. Hello. Hello. Is this uh, our candy? Uh, this was a, I'm just calling. Uh, when I brought up 9/11 from before, uh, I would like to say that I was not blaming the administration for causing it. I was blaming them for not doing enough to prevent it. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, okay. This guy told me he called back up, but uh, I don't see it there. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. It was not the Bush administration's fault for that. The Bush administration dramatically reformed our intelligence and our military forces to the point where we were safe for almost eight years. Now we're in danger with an irresponsible administration. That's the point. Okay, Leaf Lord, you're on the line. Hello. You're on the line. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. I can hear you. Uh, I think uh, a few people are confused about a few points that were raised earlier about uh, Iraq, Russians, etc., F-22s, uh, 10% military. Uh, Russians, first point. Uh, the Russians, they don't uh, really like uh, NATO, and uh, they're tired with dealing with them. And the reason why Obama did this was pretty much to gain favor for to help them. I mean, to get them to control Iran from doing things stupid and to try and control their nuclear program. Yeah. So, yeah. or whoever made this decision, is that instead of a missile shield, they'll have uh, diplomacy as the main sense. And Russia said about last year in, uh, I believe it was December, they said that they're tired with the way things are going. And Bush, he, they were talking about the, I mean, they are talking about the uh, missile shield, and they said, well, missile shield is coming up. What are we supposed to do? We have to build better missiles to get over the missile shield. So everyone, it's just an arms race that will keep going on and on. And yeah. one of the best defenses for this will probably be diplomacy between them. No. Uh, for the Iraq, well, the whole Iraq situation, uh, 1979, I, I told a comes in power. Uh, they don't want Iran in power because Iran was originally set up as a bulwark against communism and the U.S. did supply them and sell them weapons to stop uh, communism and the Russians. So what happened? They lost all those weapons they sold. So Saddam Hussein, they got him to attack Iran as a, as a way to try and uh, disable them. So he goes after them and he kills Kurds. It's okay. He kills... Iranians, one million casualties, ten-year war, oh, and uh, the U.S. said at the beginning of the war, uh, we'll sell your weapons to Saddam Hussein, and uh, in exchange, whatever oil fields you conquer in Iran, we'll give you, t uh, we'll give you to it for free. So, Saddam mm -hmm. Hussein, this big war, he can't, con he can't conquer any of the Iranians because they defended themselves, and uh, he still wants the reward, and they said no. But uh, so he's pissed off. Uh, it's around the early uh, ladies. So he goes after Kuwait for oil instead because he couldn't get any in Iran, and that's where the whole situation there came down for Desert Storm. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, the Ten Commandments. Uh, I don't think people really understand, like, it's not that much of a big deal because there are a lot of unnecessary things. For example, the USS Zumwalt, which is like a, a destroyer with 500 missiles on or something like that. Who, who in God's green earth who would build something like this? It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the 10% cut amounts to about $590 billion over 10 years. Now, let's look at things this way. The Bush tax cuts, and if we taxed, if we repealed those tax cuts in the rich, we would add $2.5 trillion over 10 years. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, your point, the problem with that is that when you repeal tax rates, it's going to discourage business, and it's going to reduce uh, the overall flow of uh, revenues into the government. Although I, you know, I, I understand your point, and I'll address this real quick here. This is why I think I, I think this whole tax system, obviously, is complete garbage. Now, what we should do is have a um, some sort of consumption tax based on what you spend, not what you earn. People shouldn't be punished on what they earn. Now, and I think we'd make more revenue this way out of it. So let's say there's some billionaire who wants to buy this huge mansion. So tax the hell out of him on the mansion and make your money off of that. You know? And with these extra revenues that you're making by punishing how much people want to spend, and it's not it's not called the fair tax. The fair tax uh, is is not necessarily that, and the numbers don't even add up for the fair tax. I'm talking about a general consumption tax, which isn't exactly, which isn't exactly uh, the fair tax. So the fair tax would be that uh, essentially everyone is taxed the same amount, and only on like store-bought things, from my from my understanding. Um, you know, I, I said this before. Not, I'm not a socialist, by of course, um, and I'm a capitalist to an extent. To the point where capitalism is the most uh, benevolent system that's been put into practice by man so far. Um, although I believe that for anyone who's a Star Trek fan out there, the way society is run on Star Trek is a much more ideal scenario. You know, um, there's no wants or need, and there's no money in the sense that we have it now. But at the same time, people are free to spend their lives trying to better themselves and focus on themselves as individuals. The problem with socialism or, or uh, communism, it takes away that individuality. The state is more important. You know, a collective is more important. Now, if you had some sort of a system that emphasized individual growth, um, where people lived well, and at the same time could work, spend most of their life trying to make themselves more intelligent, more capable, more skilled, you know, better people. That's the ideal system that a, a society, an economy can really thrive in. Okay. You know, is it a dream? Maybe. But one day, who knows? Who knows? Um but hey, thanks, thanks for that call. Uh, I want to address. I want to address the uh, switch gears a little bit here. Let's talk about the game for a second. 
uh, down in East South Africa where I am right now. Now, some of you might know, last month there was a golden pen, as they called it, where basically they wanted to hand-select all the candidates. I felt this was wrong. It was some sort of cronyism. Um, so we ran, even though hundreds of people came in to, to, to corrupt the votes. We still managed to get a seat. So there was some success in the face of defying this uh, this undemocratic system that was going on. And this month what they want to do is have a golden 15. Now, not, not requiring it or so, but basically 15 government-suggested candidates. So essentially it's a tiny step away from what they did last time. So you're suggesting 15 and hoping that 10 of those 15 get in. How is that much different? And the, the powers that be in this key country think that's, that's democratic. That, that's, that's, that's great. Okay? And people accusing us of, of taking over. No, we were not taking over. Only a few dozen of us even came. That's not a, a political takeover group. That's a group of refugees trying to make a new home. We were here. We were there to have fun and to help the country at the same time. So to accuse us of that, and then a month after, when the country is established now, where it's livable, to try and do almost the same thing again is downright wrong. And I think I speak for the African National Alliance when I say this is a sham, and we don't support this. This is not what free nations do. And you know what? I, I will say that. I will say that. To those who said that this would not happen again, you lie. You lie. These people are liars. They are phonies. And shame on them. Shame on them. Okay. Glad we cleared that up. Let's go back to the phones. Secret caller, what's going on? Good evening, comrades. It's your good friend Armin Rommel. How are you doing today? Oh, yes, sir. thank you for calling, comrade. I am, I am uh, just, just uh, delightful. I was just reading, uh, I was reading Communist Manifesto, my autographed copy uh, by Mr. You're Marx. reading the words of Lenin Marx, eh? Yes, yes. yes. That's very good, comrade. Yes. Very, very good. Yes, yes. Oh, how goes things in the uh, in the Soviet Union? I told you I moved to Canada. Oh, yes, yes, Canada. Well, they're, they're pretty Canada close. Canada is so. socialist, which is the next best thing to communism. Yeah. Uh, how's that socialized healthcare working out for you? It's going great, comrade. I only have to wait three hours to get the, to get the common cold medicine. It's great, comrade. Yeah. Okay, uh, for the guy in the chat there, that is not me doing the accent. It is someone who's calling in. You'll hear my accent later. Okay. Um, I see, I see. Now, now t tell uh, all these evil capitalists why communism is such a better system. Go ahead. Okay, let me, take, let me explain. With, with capitalism, you have, okay, it's, it's not you know, me. these people... The, uh, these, these, these dumbass corporation people, they, they come in and they say, hey, uh, we, we like capitalism, and everyone else is like, hey, we don't have any jobs anymore, comrade. And then with, with communism, it's they get to choose. They get to choose. The government gets to choose, you know, your job and stuff. And it's great, comrade. It's good because everyone gets equal and everyone's the same. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad. Uh, Why are you laughing? I'm you know I'm I'm laughing at all those those capitalist pigs who would dare. Yes, I'm laughing at those capitalist pigs yeah. too in this chat. They're beginning to piss me off, comrade. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the uh, call, comrade. We have to equally no distribute uh, your time. Comrade, even you're a list and right-wing radicals. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. Okay. <clears throat> We're bringing back a segment tonight uh, we used to do on the old show. It's called the Liberal Wisdom Timeout. Now, the Liberal Wisdom Timeout... Um, you know, you have to hear me rattle on with my conservative nonsense for you know, two hours. You know, let's give a, a prominent liberal a couple of minutes to come on the show and tell you, you know, why I'm wrong on a particular issue and, uh, and why liberalism is the light, the way to go. Okay, so we're going to take a liberal wisdom timeout. Let's see who will be joined by today. Now, who is with us tonight for today's educational liberal wisdom timeout? Let's see. Hello. Hello, it's me, Ted Kennedy. Yes, I'm talking to you from beyond. I'm looking up at you right now. Thank you for having me on the show. Much appreciated. Okay. I want to speak to you about health care. Now, as you know, it's an issue I was very passionate about during my life. You see, I, I want you all to have universal health care because, well, some people say you should have kid care, but we can't let everyone have the same quality of health care that members of Congress have because we are more important than you. And us liberal elites have to have better health care. Oh, I, I didn't mean that, sorry. I was distracted by the fact that I am roasting in a fiery pit right now. I'm sorry about that. Maybe it had something to do with the fact that I got away with murder, Chappaquiddick. So anyway, back to the issue here. Now, you see, we need to have government-run health care. And anyone who opposes that is quite un-American. And I hope that we could name the bill after me and make sure that government health care comes into practice. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you listening to me today. Please don't listen to this right-wing radical. <clears throat> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm actually going to meet some of my relatives now. I was actually related to blue whales, but I bet you didn't know that. Or maybe you did. <clears throat> they did call me the Orca of Cape Cod after all. Okay, I'm going to have a shot of whiskey or two, and you can go back to listening to this right-wing nut job. Thank you. All right, thank you for that, Senator Kennedy. Uh, that was that was nice of him. Wow, he came back to make a to make an appearance here. That was very nice. Thank you for that message, that enlightening message. I'll tell you what, he sold me. Wow, I am sold on, on universal health care now. We have to have it. We have to have it. Wow. Oof. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. That was just really convincing. Okay. Ooh, I was overwhelmed. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, 447. Oh, I'll wait now. 
that's a, that's the uh, UK country code, if I am not mistaken. Is that our friend who's studying at uni over in the UK on the line? Um, is that you, sir? Hello, welcome to the show. You're on now. Oh, Mr. Bruno, I understood you were leading a crusade against the liberal left in America. Is this true? This is correct, sir. Well, in that case... In that case, what? Oh, you can't hear it. Damn it. Oh, well. Never mind. Um, just a quick question. Uh, this is just a bit of um, bit of contradiction. Contradiction. You seemed it was. You said it was earlier. You got upset because someone mocked um 9/11. Said it never happened. But then you go ahead and play a clip about a dead man and thank him for coming back from the dead. I'm just confused. You not know, see the inherent contradiction in doing this. Okay, 9/11. Innocent people were murdered. Ted Kennedy died of old age. Comforted, uh, sorry, not, not only, sorry. He died. In, he died in an old age. He died in an old age, comforted by his family and all that. You know, that woman that he left to die at the bottom of a ravine and got away with scot free, she, she didn't get that comfort. So. And then final question, Mr. AJ. Yeah. Can you do a barrel roll? I suggest do you do one. Can you do a barrel roll? A barrel. Barrel roll. You have to push a Z or R twice. The zero twice? Z or R. You have to push it twice to do a barrel roll. <laughs> okay. I did and, um, it. Shout out to my boy Chris. Your what? Shout, oh, shout, shout out to my oh, boy Chris. Chris. All right, well. Yeah. Well, and Chris, Daniel. And Daniel. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, let me ask you this. Have you been to... Uh, What's that place in Hyde Park where people can yell out about whatever they want? Do you ever go there? Speaker's Corner. Oh, no, not Hyde Park, sorry. I was thinking, yeah. No, um, I, was, I, I still had Obama in my head. No, that's Chicago. Yeah, that, that place in that, uh, yeah. Now, what do they usually talk about when people are yelling out there? Um, usually rights, and you can't yell treason against the royal family. That's the one rule. You can't yell. <laughs> but... You know, when is it, it used to be that royal families would be replaced eventually. So are they going to stay with the same bloodline forever? That's kind of boring. The idea of a monarchy, uh, you know, a, a monarchy that's passed down through the generations, the idea is that it sort of stays in the same family. It doesn't move much. Yeah. Yeah. So if you yell out about the royal family, do you get arrested or what? If you yell treason, like kill them. Oh, well, you can't have a death threat, obviously. But, I mean, let's say you say the royal family sucks and we shouldn't have one. That's technically treason. That would be treason. You'd probably get away with it. <clears throat> really? Interesting. Now, is there ever any conservatives yelling out there? I mean, can you just like walk up and start doing it, or what? Yeah, anyone's allowed to say what they want. People bring soapboxes. I think you'd fit in quite well with the crowd there, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, why? Oh, I do. I do have one question. Um, yeah. I actually have logs of you admitting to Maltine and e Republic. Would you like them? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Most people multi, actually. I'm not saying whether or not I do, but um, I actually thought of something that would be that would be sick in a in a in a funny way earlier. Now, the name George Tiller hasn't been taken yet. How about make a name George Tiller and like join the USWP or AAP, and it would totally make a whole uh, <laughs> mockery of their party, and then end up being like the party president. I think that would be amusing. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't say other people don't multi. I'm just asking 
Well, actually, I, I'm not yeah. asking. I actually have proof of you. I logged your IP, so I know it was you. By the way, this is Krems. Oh, this is Krems. So Krems studies in the UK. Indeed, he does. He does, I say. Now, why have you been at university for five years? Shouldn't you have graduated by now? Not from studying medicine. I see. So you're studying medicine. Now, I know an English doctor who uh, became a doctor at 24, though, so you're behind for England. I'm very happy for your English doctor. Well, most English doctors, um, you know, start, what, like five years earlier than they do in the States, so. Indeed they do. Are you questioning whether I'm studying medicine in the UK? No, 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 I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying um, it's, uh, okay, now let me, let me ask you this. Now, why did you say those horrible things about me, which really, really made your, uh, your representation quite poor? And, in fact, you wanted me to settle a case that I was innocent in, and I ended up uh, getting all the charges dismissed. So clearly my lawyering ability is a little better than yours. And um, for the record, you also said, I believe, that you were, you were a lawyer in real life. Um, I believe no, you I told me that, so you weren't. No, I wouldn't have said that because I'm not. Um, for the record, your lawyering abilities weren't better than mine. My lawyering abilities You had a lawyer called, so you, you had a lawyer called uh, Crash and Burn. Second of all, um, your charges were dismissed because the people making the charges failed to appear in court for three days. Also, the charges were quite weak, and people were like, you know what, this guy's a great American patriot. But this is like going after, uh, you know, this is like going after George Washington. You don't do that. It's wrong. You comparing yourself to George Washington? Yes, because I am, I am the father of the conservative revolution, the conservative revolution that's going to take America by storm, and e America by storm. It's, oh, it's, it's taking America by storm. Don't worry about that. E Republic is full of news of you. It's full of news of me? Yes, everyone knows all your latest doings. Ooh. And you are definitely winning the hearts and minds. I know, I know. You know, I, I love how people accuse me of stuff and report me all the time. You know, I'm not the one who's been permaban. People have been permaban like, uh, like James Pfeiffer, who was a, a low-life, multi-ing cheater who was permaban. You admitted to multi-ing. I don't know why you you're know? calling him a cheater. What's that? You admitted to multi-ing. Why are you upset with him? Well, I never said I was multi. You said it. I, I, no, no, no. I've got logs. Anyone can come on IRC, come to uh, AJ, Look, channel AJ. I'll give you the logs. I responsibility for, my, for my, uh, all, my multiple personalities. If one of them is doing something different, I can't be held responsible for it. So you're schizophrenic. Hey, you know what? I never said we were schizophrenic. You just said you have multiple personalities. <laughs> I'm very confused by you, to be honest. Uh, I think... Sometimes you're an odd person. Um, oh, um, Chris DFO says that you are a faggot and that I should go to bed. So on that note, good evening. <laughs> All right. Well, you can tell Chris I said good night to him because I'm sure you two uh, lovebirds are, uh, oh, shall we say you're um, buttering his English muffin, so to speak? I think that's fair to say. Anyway. Uh, well, let me go to back to the phones. We'll take another phone call. Secret caller, hello. Uh, I would like to say that uh, Ted Kennedy didn't die surrounded by his loved ones, considering uh, most of them are dead. Okay, his, his wife and his uh, son and niece and all that. Well, I mean, uh, his 
father, his mother, and all three of his brothers, uh, one of his sisters. Uh, well, generally, quite, a few, of his nephews, quite, a, parents, quite so. a few of his nephews and nieces. Uh, there's a lot of tragedy in the Kennedy family. I'm, I'm not saying there's not, but this man, Ted Kennedy, was not a good man. They make him out to be a saint. This man did a lot of um, bad uh, things in his life. I would say that everyone makes mistakes in their life, but uh, he didn't purposely murder anybody. Yes, um, he did. Yes, he did. He was pissed drunk. He drove his car. Uh, he left a woman there to die. He didn't call a cop for six hours, and he went to get drunk again. The man should have went to prison for involuntary vehicular manslaughter, at least. He should have done a few years, at least. He did no time. He got away with a horrible crime. And why did he get away with it? Because he's Ted Kennedy. That's why. Uh would you also say the same for a, a number of Republicans that have come out with their own crimes? Did, did any Republicans leave a young woman to die at the bottom of a ravine? Uh, there's probably quite a few. Uh, I bet Nixon probably did it once or twice. I don't think so, considering Richard Nixon was married uh, at a fairly young age. No, I'm pretty sure Nixon probably had somebody killed. In yeah. fact, he actually took, he actually took Secret Service... Uh, protection off of Ted Kennedy before the Chappaquiddick incident, saying if he gets shot, oh well. Okay, well, he shouldn't have been Secret Service protected in the first place. He was just a... Uh, uh, actually, uh, yeah, he should have, considering the massive amount of assassinations against the Kennedy family. Yeah, and the, the Kennedys weren't saints in general. You know what him and his brother used to do at the White House? Things they could never get away with these days. You know, they could say they're Catholic, whatever, all they want. They would have orgies in the White House swimming pool. I would say regardless of their sexual uh, preferences and their things that they did, uh, they were very, very good politicians in their day. Quite frankly, probably the best politicians we've ever had. Okay, there's a difference. I'm not denying their political skills. But there's a difference between being a politician and being a leader. Uh, I would also like to say that uh, Bobby Kennedy was probably a very good person, and uh, I was actually quite disappointed that he was uh, shot in the primary campaign in California instead of uh, running and beating Richard Nixon. Uh, well, I think we're, we're – I'm not saying it's a good thing he died, but I think we're fortunate that he did not become president. You know, I, think, I think it would probably be better if he did become president because uh, – he was, uh, let's see, considering all that happened with uh, Nixon and uh, considering Nixon uh, technically led to uh, Carter becoming president. Well, you know, Joe Kennedy wanted all his sons to become president. The last thing we need is a quarter century dynasty. I would like to say that, I would like to say that he probably didn't want uh, Ted Kennedy to become president. And what what's your reasoning for that? Uh, because... Uh, Ted Kennedy was the uh, baby of the family, and at first he wanted Joe to be president, but uh, he was uh, shot down during an experimental mission during World War II. Mm. Uh, then Jack got shot, and then uh, Bobby got shot. I I'm pretty sure after all that, he wouldn't want Ted Kennedy to be president, considering the past circumstance. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, in, in Ted's defense, the bullet would probably bounce off him because he had so much blubber. Uh, he probably wasn't fat back then. I mean, back in the 60s. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. The, the, the bottom line is, and I made this point on another show, you could say Jesse Helms was a uh, conservative lion of the Senate. Now, Jesse Helms was not, uh, was not treated 
with this sense of awe and um, amazement that uh, Kennedy was when he died. You know, they, they, they made a big deal about Ted Kennedy's death and, and funeral and all that. They did about uh, when Reagan died. <laughs> you know, it was, it was so over the top. And I, I was not, and people say I was reveling in I was not reveling in his death. I wish he faced justice in this life also. But the fact is, I'm not going to shed tears and be all broken up because Ted Kennedy's I mean, I, I would say, I, I'm not telling you to mourn his death. I'm telling you to at least, like, partially respect him in his death. I mean, whatever happens, God will do judgment. You don't have any right to do so. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. All right, thanks for the call. Okay, uh, back to the lines. Who should we take here? Oh, we have a we have a 503 in Oregon, not Oregon. Don't you hate when people say Oregon? It's pretty dumb. Yeah, it is. Yes. What's on your mind? All right, so, yeah, Oregon, the most liberal state of them all. Anyways, I want to... Thanks for, I want to say thanks for taking my call, but also that British guy that called earlier. I think he just needs to go back to eating his little teen crumpets and studying whatever it is, because if it wasn't for America, then he would, they would have lost World War One, you know, and World War Two. Both times, America didn't have to get involved at all, but they did to save them, so whatever. And then the last guy that called, Ted Kennedy, did die in comfort. He was in his luxurious home uh, in Michigan, right? I think it was Michigan, right? Massachusetts. Okay. Oh, yeah, Massachusetts. My bad. Anyway, yeah, he did die. His family that he was living with was there, so he can't say that. Also, America is the boss. Like, I'm. That's what I'm completely saying because they do everything like a boss. For example. Okay. Great. All right, we're going to bring Ark Andy back before we have some uh, issues with his uh, call earlier. Uh, I guess you have it all figured out. Yeah, hey, what's up? Welcome back. All right, uh, I got one important question, uh, and then I have another important question. But the first important question is, uh, you didn't you didn't ask me before, or I mean, you didn't uh, <clears throat> you didn't answer before when I asked you, but do you or do you not like mudkips? What is that? What is that? It's it's mudkips. What are mudkips? You, you don't know what mudkips is. No. No. All right. Well, anyways, another real uh, question here thing is that, well, you just don't know what they are. Um. Apparently, Logan is a conservative. Um. I was wondering if you think your um. Any of your data at all is actually biased in any way, in your favor, against your favor. I mean, because I I personally think that uh, things that you say are extremely biased. I mean, not being your character. They're accurate. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I think they're accurate. So. So What's you, your you say you are uh, you're you're bending things in your favor. I think I'm just presenting the facts as they stand. If that favors my viewpoint, well, that's the way it works out. So you're 
you yes, you you do you do bend the facts in your favor. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think. Oh, give an example. I can't hear you. My thing's freaking out again. Well, give me an example. I I can I honestly can't hear what you're saying. Anyway, um, well, I'm gonna hang up now. So just you should look up what mud kits are because uh, they're pretty important. All right, I will do that. Thanks for calling back. Did Did he say it? hello? Okay. Um. When people call, they should have these sound issues worked out ahead of time. That would help a whole lot, just so you know. Okay. Um, what are what are mud kits anyway? That's okay. I just Google this. A Pokemon? Do I like a type of Pokemon? Um. Okay, that's kind of random. Uh, I stopped caring about Pokemon years ago, particularly. When um, they started uh, going beyond the original thing, and it got really gay. So that was a long time ago. Although I should have sold those cards back when they were valuable. Now they're not worth the card that they're printed on. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's see. We have another phone call. Do we have a secret caller, a new one perhaps? Hello? Is that me? Yes, it's you. Why are you calling it Pokemon? You okay. sound like a faggot. Takes one to no one. Okay. <laughs> three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the number if you want to call up. Ask me anything you want. Be my guest. The floor is open. Um well. You know, like Pokemon, how about liberals? Gotta <laughs> I was going to say, got to kill them all. That was a little extreme. Got <laughs> to get rid of them all. Well, it, would, it would sound pretty good if you said kill them all. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, 856 number on the line. Let's go back to the phones. What's going on? Hey, AJ. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, I'd like to throw two definitions at you, if I can. Yeah, sure. Conservatism refers to the various political and social philosophies that support tradition and the status quo. You're aware of that? Yes. Now, revolution is a fundamental change in power or organizational structures that take place in a relatively short period of time. Mm -hmm. Those not contradict each other. Well, how about, if you open up, if you have a textbook, I'm sorry. It's a yes or no question, dude. Even if you open up a textbook, I'm answering your question. Even if you open up a textbook in a in a school, it'll say the the Reagan Revolution, the um, Conservative Revolution, because that's what that's what it was. It was a revolution in conservative thoughts, and so in a way, it is it is a revolution. It's like I'm calling for a revolution in exactly that. Let's refound. Let's refine. Our principles and our values before they're lost forever. There's nothing contradictory about that. In conservatism, yeah, because conservatism, as a definition, is supposed to be a status quo. And even if it's only a revolution in thinking, that's still a liberal policy because if you change anything, it's against conservatism. <sighs> not, not really, because conserv. Okay, what you're doing is you're playing semantics. 
Conservatives believe in keeping our values and traditions and changing what needs to be changed to make our country better. Liberals want to change everything, even the very foundation of our civilization, of our society, of our nation. That's a radical. That's totally different. A liberal, a liberal is usually not like that. A liberal is usually a person who still changes things, only the foundations mostly stay intact. What you're talking of is like a radical, someone who wants to throw out an entire government, like an anarchist, a communist, a socialist, a neocon, a fascist. But that's not what a liberal is. I mean, liberals and conservatives are still on the same spectrum in that sense. They're still in democratic, uh, capitalistic policies. What you talk about are radicals, people who completely go out of the status quo, out of the governmental system. Yeah, yeah, well, no, okay. Here's the thing. What you're doing is you're using basically textbook definitions. Those don't apply in this Exactly. Because, because the, 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 the territory is really much... I'll, I'll give a perfect example. Um, conservatives tend to be extremely... Uh, pro-NASA, pro-funding NASA, pro-exploration. Um, and meanwhile, the Democrats and liberals will call us uh, anti-science. Well, we're pro-science, pro-science that actually benefits humanity. Uh, you know, it was, it was President Bush who gave, uh, you know, solid in budget increases to NASA. And it's, it's this president who um, actually put a panel to see if we could, we could cut any funding to save money from that. He cuts funding from things that should be increased. Meanwhile, he spends billions and billions, trillions of dollars on garbage, on garbage. Now, is that, is that progress? Is that, uh, is that liberalism? If that's your definition of liberalism, wasting money on things that don't make us progress, and if conservatives spend money on things that do make us progress... You can fund the health care health not wasting money. Those people sort of are do with their health care. You don't take a problem, you don't take a, a relatively contained problem and totally ruin the lives of 95% of the population because 5% is... need a contain. You need to what? Hello, we need to what? You on the air? Okay, I think we lost that caller. Must have dropped a call or something. <laughs> All right, um, I see a, a call, I'm sorry, a question in the chat here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why do you call anyone dumb a liberal? Or even anyone liberal dumb? I think that's the way you meant it. Anyone dumb a liberal? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it, too, when you think about it. All right. Anyway. Okay. Oh, anyone dumb a liberal. Okay, I, I see what you mean. Because, well... Dumb people tend to have liberal ideas. Now, there's some smart liberals. They're just misguided. Um, but usually liberals don't have much in the way of brains. They're people who are easily, easily manipulated. You tell them something, they believe it. They don't look in the That's why, just like if you, let's say you tell someone a piece of gossip, right? Some people will verify it and won't believe it until it's true. But other people will just believe it on the surface, right? They'll believe whatever they're told with no proof whatsoever just based on one person's perspective. That shows a lack of intelligence. If you don't, you know, um, for instance, uh, trust but verify is an appropriate, an appropriate phrase to use here. It doesn't usually apply to this, but, you know, let's say it's a source you think is trustworthy, right? Okay, trust it but verify it. If you verify something as a fact, then don't trust it. 
It's that simple. It is that simple. Um, so I hope that explained why exactly uh, I say that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Who should we go to on the lines? Right, 347-308-8073 is the, is the call here. Is it, sorry, is the line here. Um, all right, well, we'll hold off on, on that. Do we, have a, now, do we have a secret caller who I have not gotten to, or is this someone just listening? Hello. Hello? Yes. Uh, were you just listening? Uh, no, I'd like to raise a, a point that a sure, conservative party also has a, a large sector of uneducated people in it, especially the South. Um, well, th th that's that's kind of a stereotype. Um, well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm serious. And also, uh, I'd like to point out that the only reason that uh, switched over to the Republican Party was not because of conservatism, but because of the Democratic Party's support of civil rights. Just some, maybe that was a different generation, though. You know, also um, known as the uh, no, that, that's a different generation. During it's continued on. Okay, since people trying to listen to a race thing. The reason why it's a race thing is not because blacks are blacks, because some blacks yeah, are that, great, that, that, because some blacks are great Americans. But the problem is the vast majority. Uh, I would like I would like to say that a, a large South did go over to the Republican Party solely because of the issue of civil rights. Mm -hmm. Well, I would also we, like to say that a Republican has never uh, hosted a civil rights look bill. Look at the way treat. Black Republicans. Michael Steele, for instance, ran against a horrible candidate in Maryland, a horrible uh, candidate who was a white Democrat. What happened? Not many more blacks than usual voted for him, and white Democrats voted against him. That, that is racist on both ends to not, to Wait, not what, do that. What blacks hate, hate Republicans, even their own. Not, I mean, this is not all blacks, but most blacks. Think of black Republicans as traitors. That's why it's just a racial thing. If I mean, if I talk to Alan Keyser like or, or Blackwell like or someone, I'd like to raise a point that uh, the Republican Party has not really ever, aside from the slavery thing, right after they had no use for the uh, black people in their party, uh, they pretty much have refused to like help them out. Like, let's say Reagan, uh, he pretty much cut a lot of welfare and. Uh, Education programs like the Great Society uh, determined like help African Americans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Reagan, um, Nixon, uh, Bush—they no, all kind of turned back plans. The whole civil, the whole civil rights thing. It was a Republican thing. And uh, Republicans have uh, not supported civil rights. Well, that isn't true. This is why the Democrats support welfare and that. They want to keep the blacks suppressed because they rely on their votes for that. If the blacks get successful, they'll real, some of them will realize, hey, maybe we should be Republicans because the Republicans wanted us to succeed on our own, not rely on the government to survive. So, so I would like to raise the point that uh, if, uh, about let, me, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Can I ask a question? Uh, why is it yeah. that uh, if it's the Democrats trying to keep the black people down, uh, why did Reagan do nothing to help them? How did Reagan not do anything? Uh, Reagan cut a bunch of welfare programs. Because welfare programs are meant to keep them in the bonds of government and to keep and them in the back so, pocket. So now, of so now instead of getting 
So now instead of getting supported by the government, they're just starving. Got it, got it. Starving? Okay. Nobody, nobody starves in the modern United States. First of uh, all. Yeah, they do. That, that does not happen. Even during the Great Depression, we discussed this um, um, recently too, even during the Great Depression, no more than a handful of people starved to death. That does not happen in the U.S. I would, I would still like to say uh, that Republicans have still not supported any civil rights issue, especially during the 60s. Really, really. Um, I, last time I checked, the Republicans are the ones who support the, the end of, uh, of exterminating unborn children, and the Democrats are in favor of that. That's a civil rights issue. Uh, I'm talking about civil rights for uh, minorities, such as African Americans and uh, and Hispanic voters. Another reason why Hispanics are turning Democrats instead of Republicans. And now, tell me, how are Hispanics discriminated against? Because many are illegal immigrants, and they have, and we want them to get in the back of the line, like everyone should. Also, uh, they're not just discriminating against illegal immigrants. There's also been charges of people who came here to the country illegally that are getting reported and sent back. I'm sorry? Because people, uh, well, I mean, people would like say, oh, there's a Hispanic person, and they'll call in the INS or something, and the INS will come, like, arrest them, even though they came here legally or were born here. That that doesn't happen. That's not true. Yeah, that, that does happen. Okay, I see, I, I see um, you know, go to the corner of most, uh, of a lot of the cities. You'll see these Hispanics waiting there to, like, get a jobs and stuff. And they'll be illegal immigrants, obviously. You know, call the INS on those, on those areas. Now, even if you do, they probably won't do anything. And also, also I'd, like to, I'd like to ask a question. Would you, would you support illegal immigration uh, from Cuba? Well, we do, we do allow that. Actually, if you, if, you, if, you get, if you make it to American soil, you're allowed to stay. So you support illegal immigration from Cuba? That's not illegal. It's legal. If you make it to the U.S. soil, it is uh, legal. It's not illegal immigration. So, so pretty much the same thing applies to uh, all it other countries. It is not illegal. People. Under the law, if you make it to U.S. soil and you're Cuban, you are allowed to stay in the U.S. It is legal. So, 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 you, support, so you support Cubans coming here uh, without the permission the of our government uh, because they, they, they okay. radical support Cubans. Can I ask a question? Uh, do you support Cubans more than you support other Hispanic immigrants because Cubans tend to favor Republicans? Well, okay, a lot of a lot of Cubans are actually a lot of Cubans who come here are actually white Cubans, so it, it's not even about Hispanics. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! So you have so you have a problem with non-white Hispanic? No, people? that's 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 not true. I was just clarifying that you, you made an error about what so, a lot of the so Cubans' ethnicities are. Um, no, okay, no, no, no. Yes, a lot of, okay, Cubans tend to favor Republicans. Why? Because Republicans care about the oppression and the evil regime in Cuba. Democrats could care less. They want to open up ties and make all nice with them. You know what we really should do, if anyone had any balls, it, it go take over Cuba, throw out Castro and his, his goons. We should have done this decades ago. We could easily run over that country with a couple thousand troops in a day. And, and yet we just let there, and we let millions of people suffer, hundreds of thousands go to political prison camps. You know, I, I've actually, uh, I've actually that's uh, fine. heard about more saying, oh, they live, they live great lives. I've actually uh, heard in uh, Cuba you can get a prescription medicine that you can get in uh, America for like two pesos there, and it's like yeah. fifty dollars here. <laughs> Not pesos aren't the currency. And yeah, also, how much money do they make? You know, twelve bucks a month. They don't make much money there. That's why. Uh, yeah, I actually heard that they're all right with it. Maybe some will say they're all right under fear of 
uh, what the government will do to them or under indoctrination. Okay? Because so immediately when disagrees with uh, your argument, it's because they have okay. been indoctrinated. Okay. Tell me. So it's good to have a country. It's good to have a country where you are um, have no liberties whatsoever, and you're living in an oppressive communist uh, police state. That's a good country, and that's fine. Uh, you think people like that? Who outside? Uh, yeah, I think people do like those kinds of government in some cases. I mean, look at the middle. Look at where. Police. I would say in some case, I would say in some cases, people actually do want dictatorship. Like let's say Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Syria. Have you heard any complaints from people from those countries about the conditions that they're under? There's plenty of complaints from those people, and if any of them say anything, also, usually also, they're killed. Also, going to Iran, looking at uh, areas like Tehran, they actually have quite a bit of freedom. Iran has limited freedoms in some capacity, but the main issue with Iran is you have an Islamic government that oppresses its people. There's still whoa, whoa. possible so crimes committed by the government. So you have a and, problem when so you have a problem, democratic a problem with an Islamic yes. government, but you don't have a problem with a Christian government. There, are, there really aren't any Christian governments in the world now. No, They're but all what, I'm, what I'm asking is, I, I've heard multiple times you say you would support creating like a large Christian state or a, a theological well, that, no, 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 that's not true. What I would support, no, what I would support is a is a real nation founded on the Judean principles, just like our country was founded. We need to get back to that. Now, unlike that, in my idea for a a, a, a dream state, basically, people would not be. Uh, tortured, or um, have. But what if they what if they disagree with uh, what if they disagree with Christianity in your state? People are free to believe whatever they want. What I what my no, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be allowed to stay in your country. Is what you're no, 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 no. Say what you want. Say what you want. Actions are another story. That's the thing. Unless you're directly threatening someone, for instance, or committing a, a crime, or. Um, you know, committing basically certain acts, violate someone so else's rights. what you're we already have. What's that? Freedom of religion. What about religion? Do you, are you saying basically what you want is what we already have, freedom of religion? No, that's not what we have. I want a, a world where we don't murder unborn children. I want a world where we teach people that Judeo-Christian values are actually important. And also, I'd like to raise the point, uh, why are you constantly uh, complaining about killing unborn children instead of, like, solving the problem, quit arguing about the effect? I, there's only so much I can do. I'm not in power. You want me to solve it? Put me in power, I'll solve it no, right no, away. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, because all you're doing is saying all these people are wanting to kill more babies. Why don't you start arguing, saying stuff like, why don't we start, like, creating programs like telling teenagers not to do this. Well, we should do that. That's why, see, here's the problem. What we did is we totally took any sense of religion out of the public schools. Now, when we did that, when we did that, you saw teenage pregnancies go sky high. You saw abortion rates go sky high. Uh, out of um, I would like to say uh, in, the south, in the south, where uh, that was probably the last place religion left the schools, they have always been like that. Um, some, no, no, no. Some places, like I, I know in, in Texas now, they 
there's some where you offer a, a, a Bible elective or something, but it's an elective anyway. But the thing is, you don't have to preach any particular faith. What I'm saying is that the country like was founded on certain Christian principles. The Bible belt of the United values. States is where the big problem is. Values. And, we're, and, and the fact that that's totally gone now has done horrible things to our culture. All right. I'm uncomfortable, too, when people push their theology on others. That, that makes me uncomfortable, personally. But values so, are something so different. So you're against the people pushing theology on other people? Yeah. My, my thing is, okay, Judeo-Christian values, Jews, Protestants, Catholics, Mormons, non-denominational Christians, they can all come together and, and share these same principles. That's the whole point. That's what made this country great. That's what made us, made us have several great generations, hundreds of years of, of, of a rather healthy culture and a rather strongly developing culture. And now what's happened is it's taken a nosedive. And this is really, this is not a good thing whatsoever. And, and the evidence is clear. I, I would have to say that uh, we should start promoting values not based on religion, but based on just morality. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, have, to, it doesn't have to be religion-based to have morals. That's what I said. I said that's why I said. But these, you said these, Judeo. You said they had to be Judeo values. No, no, no. These principles are rooted in Judeo-Christian tradition. That's my point. Yeah, I'm but, pretty sure those principles are rooted in all religions. Uh, not necessarily true. There's, there's, there's no principle to respect life rooted in a Islamic tradition, for instance. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm sure Islamic. I'm pretty sure Islamic uh, religion based upon all about respect. No, no, that no. Islamic. Okay, the, the the holiest thing you could do in the Quran is to martyr yourself for Islam. So killing yourself. Uh, no, actually, Islam, that that's only radical forms of Islam, just like radical forms of Christianity. The Quran does it, does it. Does the Bible say um, to go and kill yourself for for Christ? I, I would like you to show me this quote. Okay, you want me to? Okay, if you, if, okay, you can actually look it up. On, there's certain pages that will even show you that the amount of violent, uh, of percentage-wise violent uh, verses in the Quran compared to the uh, the older New Testament is tremendously higher. And uh, so, would you agree with uh, most of the uh, material in the Old Testament? Well, it was it was wisdom for its time. That it's not meant to be taken literally. That's the whole point. I'm pretty um, sure back then. I'm pretty sure back then it was meant to be taken literally. Like people literally believed what happened in the Bible because right. that's what well, they were. That was also you know, three thousand years ago. The wisdom of the time did not hold up. If you fast forward a thousand years, the the could wisdom. You, of you could probably say the same thing about the New Testament then. Well, the, well the, 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 there's there's not much that does not hold up to modern standards in the New Testament. Very little, very little difference. I mean, which is, is which revolutionary for its time, but um, the, 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 the the basis, the fundamental point is that there's certain principles, certain values shared by a wide array of beliefs. And now, also, I'd like to ask you a question: How can uh, someone be a conservative Christian? Because a Christian uh, in itself means to promote community and brotherhood and well, peace among among your yeah yeah conservative but, uh, values that's why 
I know, but like, so if you were a devout Christian, would you not support giving into a lot of charity work? I I, I personally think that if you're if you're a believer in that, that you need to back it up with actions. You know, you can't say, for instance, um, Sean Hannity runs around saying, well, you know, I try to be a good uh, Christian, blah 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 blah. Well, you know, or, or he goes off in his stupid special the other week uh, to that. To the Sam, uh, 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 I'd like to say, in uh, especially in uh, Arkansas, I've been to Little Rock mo- multiple times. Um, all you see around there is like uh, either giant Baptist churches or giant uh, Presbyterian or Methodist churches there. Uh, how about instead of building giant churches to uh, worship your God, you spend some of that money to help your fellow man? Yeah. Because, I mean, these churches, uh, I've seen them, I, I'm pretty sure they're hugely unnecessary. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, perhaps. I mean, there's some great, a lot of these, like, televangelists, for instance. Um, and also, you, like, the Mormon yeah. church, too. What about the Mormon church? The church, the church in Salt Lake City. Have you seen that one? Oh, the the, te- the temple? Yeah, they built some really big temples. Um, it's, uh, the one that's, like, yeah. supposed to be, like, completely right during the night? Yeah. Completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to see a lot, um, the one near D.C., where, like, when I first went by this thing, I'm like, it looks like something from Disney World. It's this huge, towering thing that you can see. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit excessive. Um, I, but, but... I'm pretty um, sure, all, I'm going to have to say, all these churches, like the giant churches people build, uh, <laughs> regardless of your religion, uh, these are nothing more than modern-day... Uh, forms of the Tower of Babel, which uh, were pretty much shot down by God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's basically greed in some instances. And I was making an example with, um, you know, like people like Sean Hannity. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of because I think he's a total hypocrite, and I, I, I he's totally lost his cool with me. But putting that, putting that aside, you know, he claims to be such a, a good Christian or whatever. Meanwhile, now he makes. His salary went up fourfold last summer. Now he makes twenty million from his show, plus his radio show, plus his TV show, plus his books and whatever else he does. Now and then he's like, "Oh well, I don't make my, I don't brag about my donations." Like, well, you know, what are they? A guy like that can be donating a vast majority of his income. And if you're going to say you're something, back it up with words. And yeah, I, I don't so. support anybody who makes money off complaining. Yeah. Well, what? Especially Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck. I mean, even uh, MSNBC people, like Keith Olbermann. If, if, if anything, act like you don't care. But he acts like he cares about, like, for instance, these fuckers in, like, California that, uh, you know, like, can't find work and are sort of money or whatever. Like, okay, dude, you could donate $20 million to them and it would help them a lot. But you don't. You act like you care, but you don't back it up with much. Or he'll make a big deal when he donates, like, ten grand to something. I mean, to me, if you're going to say you're for something, back it up with, with more than that. You know, actions speak a lot louder than words, so... Yeah, I would still have to say I I don't support anyone who makes a million dollar salary off just going up on a stage and telling people yeah, yeah. what he thinks. Considering this guy was a dropout, but hey, um, thanks for the call. Interesting uh, convo here. All right, all right, thanks. Um, okay, we'll go back to the lines here. We got a little bit over uh, fifteen minutes, I believe. Um, who should we go to next? We'll try to get to a few more callers. Uh, Washington State, I believe, 360, you're on the show. Hello. 
Yo, AJ, what's going on? Not much. What's happening? Not a whole lot. This is Max. I'd like to give a big shout-out to my Airboy boys who are listening right now. So I uh, thought I'd give you a quick buzz and just ask you a few questions. I've been sitting here listening to your show now for a few days, and I try to take notes, but I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I get lost half the time with your rabble that you have. <laughs> you conservatives, you guys, uh, I'll tell you what, you guys think that you've got the best interest of the country in mind, but you really don't. What you're trying to do is conservative. No, no, AJ, you need to listen because I'm actually trying to talk here, and this is a talk show, I believe, so I'm the one talking, sir. Conservative, what you're really doing is you're constricting. You're trying to keep the country and hold it back and keep it from growing into what it needs to be growing into. You know, it's I'm looking at some of my notes from your conversations you've had tonight, and, and one of the biggest things that really kind of jumped out and really blew my mind was when you said that, that, that the government was spending money on garbage referring to health care. Do you really believe that? On, on health care? I didn't say that specifically. I said the government is spending so much money on unnecessary things. For instance, these porculous stimulus, you know, stimulus bills, which is what they are, that have done nothing. All they've done is, you know, unemployment going up, the economy getting worse. Um, this benefits the country at all? No, it doesn't. It's a waste of money. He thinks the government is the solution to the problem. The government is not the solution to the problem. The people are the solution to the problem. You know, they don't want big government. They don't want wasting tax dollars. Instead, turn that money to the people, get it back from the economy. That would have done tenfold as much good as this has done. Isn't that kind of what the, the health care budget and, and, and what Obama's trying to do right now is by putting back into the pockets of the people, by, by funding health care, giving the, the, the American people oh, what they need? Rationing. Rationing health care. No, 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 not rationing. Giving them something that they don't have. That's good. Do you realize, okay, do you realize that there are states in this country, I happen to live in one of them, where employers actually left and relocated to another state because the local government forced, forced, and this is a Republican government, forced the employers to actually to, to pay for a minimum of half of the employer's uh, health care cost, period. So the companies, instead of paying for their health care, you know what they did? They picked up and they shut down and then they moved. That's exactly what, that's exactly what they thought of. state like Washington if you actually had a governor who was elected and didn't steal the election through fraudulent recounts like uh, Gregoire. Oh, stealing the election. Oh, okay. So, so instead of answering my question, you're gonna you're gonna go off on a totally separate tangent. No, you're gonna talk about the situation. If you had uh, Rossi as governor, the situation would be better in Washington. But no, you don't. And and once again, you you dodge my question. You do that a lot. I happen to notice that. Okay, so I'll move on to my next topic, and we'll see if I can get you to answer this one. Um, one of the other things that that kind of struck me as odd, and it was something that you said, some blacks are great Americans. You said that. Not too long ago, yeah, you, you, actually said, you actually said some blacks are great Americans. Those are oh, your exact Let me explain that. that. Um, anyone no. who opposes Barack Obama is a great American, regardless of did, race. It just did you or did you not? AJ, AJ, hold on. I just want to go through this one step at a time here. Did you or did you not say that, that some blacks are great Americans? I did say that, yes. Okay. So would you not also agree that some whites are great Americans? Yes. Okay, so why would you actually have to differentiate and throw the throw the race card out there and say that some no, black no, no, that's race, we, and not just you know what you got to let me finish the sentence. I can't even finish the sentence with you on your show. I, this is frustrating, actually. Why can't you just why can't you just say why can't you just say some? Going on, I should be happy. 
why can't you just say some people are great Americans? Because that's exactly what it is. Why does it have to be about race with you? It's not okay. It's not about race with me. It's about race with the left. Anyone who opposes this president is a racist automatically. That makes me a racist. Not at all. It has nothing to do with racism. You, I'm asking the question. So the question I asked you was, why does it have to be about race? I didn't say, is it about racism or being a racist? I said, why is it about race? Why do you have to say black people or white people? It's people. Some people are great Americans. Wouldn't you agree? You know, point taken. I, think, I believe the caller brought up the race topic, and we got into it. Do you want me to clarify? Fine. Anybody, regardless, black, white, blue, green, I don't care, whatever, who realizes what's going on now and opposes what's going on now, opposes this, this corrupt president, this corrupt tyrant, is a great American, regardless of their race. Corrupt yeah. president. You, you, you're calling President Barack Obama a corrupt president and a tyrant. This man is a tyrant. Yes, he is a tyrant. How exactly would you define that with, with regards to and, and specifically relation to President Obama? Let's see. I have um, let's, let's see. Telling people to report um, uh, misinformation about health care to the White House and keeping a list basically of political enemies, that's tyrannical last time I checked. Having massive government control, violating the Constitution, that's tyrannical the last time I checked also. No. Don't believe so. But okay, if, if that's if that's the, if that's adversaries, that's that's fine. That's what normal democratic governments do: keep lists of people to keep an eye on. So you're saying that this that our government has not kept lists ever? That that President Obama is the first one that's ever kept tabs on people? Has, a, has an administration said to forward uh, things that people send you in their names and such uh, that is misinformation about the government, the administration's plans? For particular okay. Never before okay. AJ, AJ, I know you have you you probably have your computer up in front of you right now. I'm actually out on my back deck right now, so I don't have access to my computer. But what I'd love for you to do is Google CIA right now. Tell me when the CIA was established, because that's when this government started actually keeping tabs on everything. And I guarantee you, sir, it had absolutely nothing to do with our current administration. Yeah, yeah. Well. So don't try to sit there and say that it's President Obama who is being a tyrant, keeping tabs on people and by watching what's going on in this country. If anything, he's more of a patriot by keeping a closer eye on what's going on in this country because the conservatives have been screwing this country for so many years. Do patriots drive our economy through the, through the ground and try and uh, get government to control most of it? Do patriots sell out to the Russians? Do patriots appease our enemies? Do patriots violate the will of the people? Is that what a patriot does? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's because of Obama that the economy is where it is today. Because the economy yeah, is exactly, exactly. That's where it is. Because the economy is just that. Stimulus portulus bills, that's why. You're, you're, you, you actually believe that the economy is, is, is a knee-jerk reaction? That something happens and all of a sudden there's, a, there's an instant reaction to that? Yeah. No. He's, the economy, the economy he's, trickles he's, over time. The unemployment rate, for instance, would not go higher than uh, 8%. Well, it's pushing 10 now and going up. So clearly his projections were wrong. Okay, so, so every politician that's ever said anything in, in, their, in their soapbox, when they stand up and they go out there and they pitch their, their wares for everybody to vote for them, there's never been another politician that's ever said, this is what I want to do for you, and then they didn't do it. Just because it's Barack Obama, and, and for you, sir, it's because he's black. 
okay? I happen to think that he is a damn fine president. I happen to think he's doing wonders for this country. It pisses me off when I hear about people who sit there and undermine him, and specifically undermine him because of his color. Name it, one it, thing it's he's annoying. Name one thing he's ever led. It has nothing to do with his race. I said I would be proud of a president, Alan Keyes, for instance, someone who would make a great president. It has to do with the fact that he's a dangerous leftist radical. It's ideology, it's experience to lead, it's ability to lead, it's temperament to lead, and he has none of that. He has all of it. And you, and you, sir, it has nothing to do with the fact that he's a leftist radical. It's the fact that he's not a right-wing radical conservative like you are. So my oh, next topic that I have to ask you about, my next topic that I have to ask you about really is, is, is a funny one. And it, it was towards the end of your last conversation that you were having there when it came to, to, to religion. I mean, really? Religion in schools? You really think that's the, the, the solution? You know, instead of, instead of putting religion in schools, what about, you know, Let's, let's get the parents more involved in their kids' lives because that's really what it's all about. It has absolutely zero to do with religion. But the thing is, there used to be a sense of values that were instilled in schools, and those generations came out a lot better than recent ones have. That's the point. Now, if someone can't connect the dots, it's pretty obvious that when, it, when that was taken out, the quality of people, of students produced, the quality of citizens produced declined dramatically, and that's, that's the, the root cause. Okay, I will agree that the quality of the students that are coming out of schools today are definitely lower than, than what they were back in, say, the 30s, 40s, 50s, even the 60s probably. But I don't think it had anything to do with religion. I think it had everything to do with the fact that families existed. The family unit was actually there. You know, uh, it, it, it wasn't when, when religion was yanked out of school. It was when all of a sudden everybody started coming from blended families when the divorce rate, re divorce rate went through the roof. had absolutely nothing to do with, with, with religion and the school. It had everything to do with the fact that the families were screwed up. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that the teachers were molesting the kids, which they do now. Oh, yeah, religion would do wonders for that because then we'd have all the Catholic priests in there molesting even more kids. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Uh, and so now you're, now you're attacking uh, uh, the Catholic Church based on a very small percentage who did that. Hey, I'm uh, just doing what you do. How about all the radicals in Obama's administration? So he's doing wonders. Meanwhile, he has communists, people who advocate forced abortions, people who think that animals should be able to sue people. He has... Um, he has radical after radical after radical. Now, association after association after association of extremists. And that, that, that means that doesn't reflect in his viewpoints, even though all these czars that he's appointed have that, all these personal connections before he was involved in, uh, in national politics. And this is just coincidence, right? He has nothing to do with that. You know, it, czars? You know, wow, that's, that's a great word. That the man he surrounds himself, himself with might reflect on him just a little bit. That's a great word, czar. That's rather interesting that you use that word because, no, that's, that's not quite the, the type of people that he's been surrounding himself with. The, the, the type of people that he surrounds himself with are the people who have the experience, the people that have the knowledge, because he, as a young president, does not have all of the knowledge that one person would need to run this country. No one man does. No one woman does. Everybody needs to surround themselves with the people that have the right knowledge. It's all about putting together the right team, and that's exactly what he's done. He's, he's put together a team of people who have the experience, they have the intelligence, they have the know-how. That's exactly what he's done. But thanks for skipping over my question yet again, like you've done on all the other things. But you know what? Quite honestly, 
when it comes to religion in schools, you'll never see that again. That just wouldn't happen. You know why? Because the government, for some ungodly reason, has decided over the years that they want to spend less and less money on the schools. That's exactly what's been happening over the last few years, thanks to the Republicans. There's been fewer and fewer dollars going towards the actual education of this country. And because of that, because of that, you'll never see religion. Religion doesn't want to go where there's no money. Your last caller said that exact same thing. Look at all the churches. You admitted it too. These churches are huge. The Mormon church, all of the Lutheran churches, the Episcopalian churches. There's a church not too far from where I live. I swear to God, this thing looks like one of the biggest damn hotels I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, That's yeah. where all the money is. The money's in religion. It's not in the schools anymore. You, know, you want to fix something? Go out tax those people. You want to start taxing somebody, how about you Republicans who bitch every time somebody wants to tax the wealthiest people in this country, start taxing those, those churches more. Put uh, bigger levies on them and have them funnel money back so into the school. Let's, let's attack religion, just like uh, I'm sure you approved of that, that thing that was in the state house there, which was basically an attack on religion around, around Christmas. I thought that was fine, too. You know, you know what? You came on here all angry. Um, now, you, now you just attack religion in general, okay? You blame Republicans for everything. The Democrats do no wrong. And just this angry leftist mentality, you know, uh, anyone who opposes Obama is a racist. Um, Republicans did all this. No, the Democrats ruined the public schools. The Democrats don't want any school choice and want students to go into failed schools when some private schools can do it better. And, it, and competition increases uh, the quality of schools, but that's fine. Oh, okay. Well, uh, thanks for that lovely call. Uh, we have time for a brief call here. Let's go to 856 South Jersey. Hello, what's your comment? Hello, I'm finally on again. Yes. Okay, I got disconnected last time. And I'd like to take up the religion argument again. Sorry to kind of beat that to death. But right, we got to work this into... What? Yeah, we got, we got a couple of minutes here. Go ahead. Okay, if you... Um, are actually going to put this into public schools, you'd be telling people to kill others for their religious beliefs. No, 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 no. You don't say, okay. We are, I don't propose teaching theology itself. The, the values, the values that are instilled from, from Judeo-Christian uh, uh, morals, which is what used to be taught in school. And like I said, it produced a yeah, much better quality citizen than we do now. No, 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 no. The absence of religion is not the reason why youth acts the way it does. I know exactly why youth acts the way it does, because I'm one of them. Yeah, and why I'm, yeah. I'm in a high school right now, and I can actually see why, these, why students act the way they are. It's just because of cultural influences. People no longer have the same obligations that they would have 40 years ago. They didn't have the family structure. They didn't have parents that actually would go out of their way to help sometimes. They're influenced by media, they're influenced by just pursuits that people weren't really influenced by in 1950s, 1960s. Yeah. Well, that's also because we've allowed the culture to degrade to the point that, uh, you know, there's really, there's really uh, not much you can do to bring it back without fundamentally changing the way that people are taught the way that um, they're allowed to um, develop their life outlook, and that's reflected in the kind of people that we have today. But I, I'll let you the last word. And uh, personally, I've actually seen people who go to church, people in religious schools that do not abide by religious morals, morals whatsoever. 
So, yeah, I, mean, uh, I guess church won't work anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, hey, we're just about out of time. Thanks for that last comment there. Um, okay, we discussed a lot of good topics tonight. About 40 seconds left. All right, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time, 8 o'clock. Now, for the time being, we're going to do some weekend editions too. So Saturdays and Sundays will be on 8 to 10 uh, p.m. Eastern. Mondays through Fridays will be on 10 uh, Eastern p.m., obviously, to midnight. Uh, same place, same number. Hope you come back for that. It's been a fun show, a lot of good topics tonight. Um, we'll do these. Hey, we'll keep doing these shows through the weekend one for the time being. Um, I'll have to take a break eventually, but hey, we'll go on a nice run here. Um, hey, the Conservative Revolution will continue. That's all about it. Come back here. You can listen to the shows archived any time.